Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Knives Monroe versus the podcast. I'm Knives Monroe. How you guys doing? Hopefully, you're doing well. Let's just get right into it, shall we? I got Trent Knox, friend of the show, on the podcast. Trent, how you doing? Doing very well. Big fan of the show. Watch it every episode. Listen to it every episode. I just started going daily, so this is the 13th one I would have done in a row. So it's a little new to me, but the the reception has been good, man. It's been really good. Um, so we were talking off mic about a whole mess of shit, so let's just get right into it. Um, I'm not a I'm not a fuck I'm not a big fan of like he said she said nonsense like I, I don't want to do that you know um, could be my my ego and like projection talking but you were just on front of the show Brian Kern's podcast the Common Chaos podcast and I could sense that you respectfully didn't want to throw my name out there but I think I came up is that was that fair or am I projecting? No. Okay. I thought that there was a beef that you didn't want to talk about on that show that I assumed was our beef. I don't think I would. See, now it's like all getting twisted. Because okay, so what, I'll give you an example. You didn't want to mention any names. You said that exactly. it's, a, it's Boom, a, an agree it, to there. disagree. Didn't want to mention a name. That's it. If anybody could look into it and read into it any way they want to. And I was, I, I'm always willing to come on your show and air out any grievances that you and I both have on the industry and the game or you and I. Yeah, same. I think that's what we're, what we're doing now. On, on Kern's show, I, I think you... But there's no, reason to, there's no reason to promote that other, way, other places. Like, that was my whole thing from the get was like, I'm not going to go on Brian's show. But I'm doing it. It's my show. To promo you... No, I know, but I understand I'm, you're I'm doing it. it. That's not me, though. That's yeah, different. Okay. That's not that's you. The difference. So yeah. let the record show. That's not you. Um, yeah. I'm just quoting what was on the show. It's it's public source, and uh, mm-hmm. one thing. And you just tell me if this if you meant that meant this about me or not was um, it's an agree to disagree situation, and we're like two different mechanics. I think you said it was like an Audi and like a Ford or something or a Dodge, but. Maybe we're in the same game, but we, we we do different things. Was that was that towards Knives Monroe? Before re- before recording this, I was thinking about it. I was driving. Uh, it's more like if we relate it to something that we do. It's more like Dish Network to DirecTV. But at the same point in time, you know, over the course of this conversation, we're going to realize, which I realize, is that. It sucks because we're arguing against each other. When we should really be arguing about what the fuck is podcast producing. Okay, we can get into that. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, I came into this conversation hot. You you messaged me, asking me a question. I gave you my two cents, and you were like, and I and this is why I didn't want to text, you know. And also, let me say this: I'll take some accountability here. I read text whether if it's twitter a text message from my wife whomever i read it in like a very offensive tone it's just it sometimes it's just the way it, it happens like even if it's not if uh if my wife says i'm hungry i read that as hey come upstairs and and bring me something to eat and she might mm-hmm. just be saying i'm no i'm just letting you know i'm hungry right and so i read into things I'm human. I read into things. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you had said you had asked me a question um about do i view myself as a pioneer on you know as far as a podcast producer and i said i don't think i view myself as a pioneer and i'm trying more and more to not even talk about podcasting it's so meta like on the show this is meta right now like talking about a podcast it's very meta to me um and and you said that's not how my messaging comes off to you it sounds like if they want to give you an award they say knives monroe podcast producer right away you said it's not how my messaging comes off and so i'm i'm a big believer in like i'll just use a filmmaking example like there are filmmakers that explain what the movie is about after they made the movie. I'm not into that. Like the movie should speak for itself. And my my podcasts, my art should speak for itself. I'm not interested in arguing with anybody, you, anybody, my mother, like about my messaging per se. But there's an area of opportunity for me if if I'm not being clear about it, then I'm more than happy to be clear about that. So I said, let's just talk on the phone and you said well this should be more of a podcast and i said okay yeah i'm down to do a podcast i do one every day and i have stuff written i, I was going to do a solo cast today I, I don't have guests lined up today but this kind of organic thing has been happening to me lately where i get to do a show freeform um and you want to bring up that topic now you and me off air got into i'll call it a beef and i don't want to get into specifics but bugged me and um i don't does really that mean that does that mean that it bugged you in a way that you felt you were inferior to the person that you want to be can you elaborate on that i don't know what that means you, basically you're not the man you want to be like you felt like that there are these weak areas in what you're currently doing oh you're talking like did it affect me uh positively and positive like I have a goal that I can achieve by looking at this, reading it. Look, this is where I'm not doing the best. I'm not giving 110%. And boom, if I fall, if if these are some of the things that I feel like are my my not my strongest points, can you get to that point? Yes, and yes, and why does my think my levels keep changing? Um Yes, that's what I intended with the way the way I was speaking to you, and I can see how I don't. Co I don't could agree come with off that. As me just jabbing, no, jabbing, I stabbing, I think, coming at you. So I'll say I think that's full of shit. Um, you wait. You think that my my coaching or my I think my the fact that input, you're calling it coaching is rather convenient. I am a coach. I think it I was. Have a, that. I have that's on my resume. I think it okay. So that's that's let maybe the record show that if if you're saying that today right now that that was your intent fine then I misread it always it. was did I did you ever ask me if or I were took, you making assumptions I took it as I said something on a podcast about you that you took offense to and you were hurt and I apologized okay see then now see that's where your ego is coming into it absolutely because you're putting in a position where you think that in order to get leverage is to make the other person look inferior which in my opinion, it was more like you didn't give me the opportunity to rebuttal. And I apologized for that. Also, it's a podcast. You can't rebuttal. It's a podcast. You could phone me in. Why? Why would I? F it's not. Well, it wasn't my show. You're not thinking. 
I'm supposed to phone thinking. in Martin Scorsese because I mentioned him on the podcast. I'm supposed, well, supposed to phone in. To. Wouldn't you be? I mean, so no, the onus was not on me to phone you in. It wasn't my show. Okay, then it was just talking shit. And yeah, yeah, it was. And I apologize for that. I don't, you know, whether if you accept well, that. Well, no, no, like on record, like on record, that never happened. What? What's on record? Oh, you mean on, in podcast that. land? You wanted in a public in, apology? In the public sphere. You wanted a public Just apology? In the public sphere. Well, you made a public criticism. So, in order to make. So, let's talk about that. You know, let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah. It's funny because if you make a criticism to me, it's coaching. But if I make a criticism to it's you, it's private. It, it's a bad it joke. Not? Yeah, yeah, it's private. Um, the criticism was I called, I made fun of you and your shoes. Okay. That bothered you. And I apologize, and I did it publicly on a podcast. And I apologized to you in private because you, I, I could, I could tell, oh, fuck. I, I hurt Trent's feelings and I felt like an asshole for it. I was like, if I knew that that was going to be the result, I wouldn't have done it. And I hope you do know that. Like, if I knew that I was going to hurt, that, that was going to hurt your feelings. I wouldn't have done it. I razzed you, and I razzed you in public, and I told you. I'm sorry for that. And I apologized a few times. My fucking levels keep going up and down. And if you accept you that or— turn off Windows audio ducking. I don't have Windows. Um, oh, I know or what Mac you're saying. No, I, I, it's not that. Um, it's not that. And I, and I felt really bad about it, but— um, And you took what I said, and I felt— you were very hurt and it was like i guess maybe the day of or still very raw and you said a lot of things that you can't take back and i don't need to bring the what those specifics are and you're asking me now on the show do i look at that as an area of opportunity for my code or was i hurt because i'm not the man that i want to be i'm not the man that i want to be it's a work in progress like i've never promoted myself in any other fashion you know i'm the first to say i have suicidal thoughts i'm the first to say look here's my fat body naked on a toilet taking a shit i'm the first to say i was homeless for 42 days you know when i first came to austin i'm the first to say all these things like i never try to promote myself in a way that is superior to other people i'm very confident and proud and loud about my messaging and who i am and my point of view and my taste but I never think that – I've never even thought in private, like, that I'm better than anybody. And, and, and here's the thing, and I'll say this and I'll leave this in the show. If you don't want me to air this, I won't. Like, I have nothing to gain from this. But I want I – I think it's like a boxing match. Like, people get to see – or a sparring fight, really. People get to see, you know, Connor and Cowboy spar before the fight, Right. And I think that could be valuable for somebody out there that could learn from my mistakes and learn from yours as well. We're both mm -hmm. part of podcasting and live streaming. And what we do is making mistakes in real time. And you and me are on-screen personalities. We're behind the scene folk, but we're also on-screen personalities. Yeah, That's challenging. Not a lot of people can do that. People pay us because they can't do both. We do both. But I made fun of your shoes, and here's where I was coming from. I'll make myself clear, because here's where I was coming from. Um, 
I'm going to use a very extreme example. Have you ever met a Christian who Bible thumps and they're a hypocrite? They don't live by the code of the Bible. And you cannot help but feel when they placate you, patronize you with literature from the Bible, from the gospel, you feel like, man, you're not a, you're, you're not, you're not a man of, of God. You're not, you don't live those values. So how dare you speak that to me? Um, I take issue with hypocrites like that. Mm -hmm. You promote yourself as a business person mm -hmm. and you have a very unique business philosophy and perspective that truly inspires me. Like I like, I like talking with you and brainstorming because you have a brain that I've never met before. Nobody's like you. Um, everybody else kind of either regurgitates the same information that they were fed from college or from the media, but you have a very tailor made perspective on business. And when I heard that you bought the Gary V shoes, that felt like a, I understand supporting the cause. I bought his books, but that felt like almost like counterintuitive to how I perceive your, your business. You Gary's whole mantra, as we all know, Gary V, um, is hustle, hard work. Um, if you, if you hate your day job, quit the day job and like fuck doing shit you hate and all those, you know, cloud versus dirt and all his little, but his whole brand. I don't know if I see you agreeing with Gary's thesis with Gary's content by and large. I don't know if I see you as someone that carries the Gary V flag and says, this is a role model for me. And I do these things because when you ask me for, for business advice, Part of the reason why I, I fuck with Gary's content is I found someone that was saying things that I felt inside. And that's why I still stick around with Gary because he says things that I agree with. Would I buy his shoes? No, like I don't, I don't care about material things. Um, that's just me. I don't care what anybody does or what anybody supports. But I just found it hypocritical that you bought the Gary V shoes. Cause I don't I don't strike you as someone that agrees with that stuff. I don't. So that's why on the show, when it came up in an impulsive land, and I'm not making an excuse cause you know, anytime you make a joke at a friend's expense, I don't care who you are, unless you're a sociopath, there's a gatekeeper that comes up and I made the conscious choice to override the gatekeeper. And I went, ahead and said, what a mark, what a mark. And a mark by definition to me is someone that is a man in the crowd, not the man in the arena. And I look at you as a man in the arena. I love professional wrestling, but I've never gone to a wrestling show, like a live television show and like bought the shirt and carried the sign and been like, woo, like in a live show. And like, that's really hard for me to do. I wish I could be that. But I'd much rather be behind the scenes and, like, have these guys be my friends. Like, being a mark is, like, I would never walk up to a celebrity that I really loved and, like, want to take a picture and all that. And I just don't want to be like that, you know? Like, I don't. I'd rather be the guy in the arena that someone comes up to me and wants to take a picture. That's just always the way I've seen that. So if, 
I hopefully I've laid this out, but you know, you buying those shoes I thought was worth commenting on at the time. Do I regret it? Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything, and you're right. And you know, we weren't operating in that moment at the same level of respect. And I fucked up and I apologize to you and I felt really bad about it. And you said a lot of things out of anger, I guess, saltiness, we'll just say that you can't take back. And I thought didn't fit the Raz that I put out in public. It wasn't comparable. Like instead it was like, you know what? Let me tell you how I really feel about you. And I was like, oh shit. Like, you know, tacking my, my character and shit and um, my values. And I was like, fuck. Okay. You know, and, and I, and I told you air it all out because now's the time, like just get it out of your system. Um, and you did. And I chewed on it and I meditated on it for a while. And uh, I still supported you. You know, obviously I'm a fan and I support your brain. And like, anytime I get something that I can't do, that's, that's for Trent's business. I try to throw your way. You know, I've tried to throw, I've tried to throw a few opportunities your way just cause that's my way of supporting, um, someone like me. Uh, and all that just to say, I felt salty about it. And if you want to talk about business, if you want to talk about the culture and how as a podcaster, we relate to one another and what we can do for the cause. I'm so for that, but let's get that elephant out of the room because truthfully we disagree like on each other's souls apparently like at each other's the content of our characters like we can't even talk about business philosophy and podcasting game land unless we get that shit out of the way so honestly i feel like i've laid the the ground out and thank you for letting me vomit those words out but i'm sure you have a lot to say and I'll, i'm gonna give you the space to say it without interrupting yeah so I don't have to take any offense for you you going towards the hypocrite route because I even sometimes consider myself like not 100% the man that I want to be. And I've said that a million times on all my podcasts. The The way that that went was, you know, you're like that too, right? And that's why I was like category one, Dakota, category two, Keith, category three, you working for the uh, the soldiers program, right? It's like, you want to be your own man, but you're not doing it. You're, you, you're, you're preaching the gospel, but you're not practicing. So that's where I came out with that. It was like, why did you fire me saying I'm, you know, like, like that when the reason why I buy into programs like this is because I don't have a preference over Catholicism or Protestantism. I don't care. I like ultimately I'm gonna read the books, Tim Ferriss, you know, Grant Cardone, I'm gonna listen to Gary Vee, all these names that we're dropping here. And I'm gonna take my little, you know, piece of that, my Powerpuff Girls version of that, and try and put together my my little piece of my little pony or whatever. So as I'm doing this and I'm making myself look like something that that, you know, is ironically not manly, <laughs> you know, because we're not we're, we're trying to accomplish something that maybe never have been or is ever going to be in reach is being a true macho man but it's it's like i apologize i apologize on record for the things that i said in private about those things because they don't they don't have anything to do with you 
And that's why I was like, why does Knives not voice his opinion on these things when I know he knows that if there are these frauds, why are you providing them a platform? Why are you providing these frauds more of a platform than they actually have? And it doesn't make sense. So maybe we can critique it as being like, are we 85, 75% fraud? Where are we on that Richter scale or, you know, a spectrum of autism as they go these days? Where are we on that? So my, whenever I have a conversation with anyone, it's not necessarily, I think when I was growing up and I was, you know, into fighting people and fist fighting and that sort of thing, it was an attack on you specifically. You know, it was like, we've got to go to the playground and we're going to knock it out with lightsabers today. Like, there's no way we're going to do this anytime other way. But as an adult, you can't behave that way. It has to be a bigger picture uh, conversation of like, why do people have these mannerisms? Why do people have a behavior like this? And how can we adjust it? You know what I mean? Even for me. When I think of it like, okay, I'm a hypocrite. What can I do? What executables can I do to to make myself better? And one of those things is I didn't really want to do this particular podcast this way, but I felt like that now is the now is the only time to get it done if we get it done because I want to move forward. And I really wanted to set it up where we went into a studio and we were face to face like like the way that you like to do it because this is kind of an arena that I play in a lot is this virtual voice chat kind of call situation, which I have had the benefit, which indirectly you're related to with the Robert Gardner situation, is that I produce that show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as that show develops, it's going to get better. But I was listening to uh, I was listening to another podcast earlier, and they were talking about how nobody respects you in your come up. They see your stuff, and they're like, "Oh, he's trying to do something different." And that difference is, you know, making a beat that goes boop, 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 or something like that instead of the EDM uh, Martin Garrix of of things. So ultimately, like, I don't know at what point, like, I, I don't know if you see me as your peer or anything like that. Even though we have relatively the same amount of time in the game, given that you're six years older than I am, right? 32? Yeah, I'll be 32 in March. So you're six years older than me, and it's just like I can never catch up to you as far as that goes. But it's like I'd rather long term the the work that we do be like the criticisms of our work rather than our character. It's like, yeah, I wore some shoes, but does that make a difference when we're we you know we're operating with a, a full staff of fifteen people? But you and I have had a conversation where you'd rather I don't know if this is true now rather be a, a a solopreneur than someone who's part of a team no i've never said that okay so you said a few things and that were well uh, i should put it this way i should rephrase it because you don't want to work for someone else no i don't no no so that being a part of the team you are you are um you rely you're you rely you rely on others and others rely on you that's correct so it's like there's some responsibility to that. Of course. Um, but it's, yeah. it, it goes back to so that. Let, let me talk about that bit, and I'll go back to something that you said. Um, yes, I am a team player. I've always said I, 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 I want to play the tambourine in the background. 
Yeah. I don't want to be the Trent Reznor. I don't. I don't want to be the the lead singer of the band. I don't. Um, I've had to do that because making a movie requires a skeleton crew and so on. Why this is why podcasting really works for me because all I need is me, and I don't even need a computer. All I need is my phone. I'm always on my phone, you know. So it works. Um, but going like to me, like the whole do I want to work with a team, all that stuff, and my solopreneur, all that. I I want you. Okay, so in order to say what you want to say and do what you want to do in life, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't do that in fear. And if you're afraid where your money's coming from, if you're afraid, oh, if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to get fired, well, then mm-hmm. you can't be free. So when you're your own boss, you can say basically whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, Squarespace, mm-hmm. Squarespace can pull out and all these things, but you know, I'm my own boss, and I, I like that. Do I want to do that? Yeah, of course. It's financial freedom. Of course I want that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But you said something about fraudulence and uh that i don't the you know whatever that i i don't practice what i preach whatever and i take umbrage with that um personally um and i can get over it like i'm not personally offended snowflake feelings hurt right now no but i just want to make something very clear as far as me like and i've i must have said this this might be like the third or fourth time i've said this on a podcast with you mm-hmm. people get it twisted like um, I, I think people look at me and they say, must be nice. I don't want to fuck with those people. When people look at me, they should say, good for you. I want to be around that culture, the good for you culture, the must mm-hmm. be nice shit, kiss my ass. Right. But people look at me and they think must be nice, but they weren't there for, like I said, the six weeks being homeless. They weren't there when before I met Dakota, I was making vlogs on my phone and a selfie stick, and that's all I had. That's what got mm-hmm. me the gig, not the fancy equipment, not the fancy gear. Was making All I had was my phone and a selfie stick, and I was doing a sales job downtown, and I didn't have a car, and I was taking a bus, three-hour commute every single day in the morning, blah, 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 waking up at three in the morning, working out before and all that. Like Nobody, nobody sees what... Nobody sees that, and that's fine. Tony Robbins says you get rewarded in public for what you do in private, and I think that's what he means. You know, it's like what Gary says. Once again, I, I, I connect with this about the Kobe Bryant uh, 10,000 free throws, you know, uh, before practice. I'm all about that. Instead, we look at these final products. I'm not a final product. If you see me that way or anybody, that's a projection. Part of the reason why I do this show is to dispel that. Like, I I am human. I bleed. I'm flawed. Like, a lot of these podcasts aren't perfect. Like, I'm trying to reach, not perfection, but I'm trying to reach mastery. And I do look at you appear as that. Um, but we're also not aligned when it comes to money. And money is a, it's the whole it's what business is all about. We're not we're not aligned mm, with that. I think it's different. Well, you let me just finish that. Let, let, let me lifestyle. just Oh yeah, definitely not in lifestyle, but um but before, you know, um I was able to get a I was able to make a living in Austin before in my hometown I was in section 8 housing, which I've been public about, mm-hmm. and uh government cheese, food stamps, like all that, you know, very poor community. And it was just me and my family, and I was trying to make, you know, a a dollar out of a dime, and I didn't have a cent on me. All that. Still trying to make movies. All that. Like, I've always looked at my life like I was the straight life, like college, a job, security. 
All that shit was like cheating on my passion. All of that. When I worked at Walmart, when I worked at McDonald's, when I worked at Burger King, when I worked at House of China, like all these dead end bullshit jobs were just an alibi so I could get put on and have an opportunity and at bat. Mm -hmm. I was all I was all about that. So I never really I mean, I have a family. I have two kids. So how could we have the same lifestyle? You're an eligible bachelor. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You know, and I respect that too. Like that's that's cool. I lived that life. I did that. I fucked around. You know that. It's it's whatever. But I, you know, I chose this life, and and and, and this is the bed, and I and I, I make it every single day. So we don't have to be I, aligned I in lifestyle because that can be taken out of context and okay. very negative. Is I'm not fucking around. Like I'm my life is planned and organized and strategic. I'm what not did fucking I, around. What did I say Someone that was? Else maybe. What did I say that that was that? What did I say that made you say that? You're 25. You're an eligible bachelor. You're fucking yeah. around. Well, what I mean is you don't have kids. So when people that, does, that does don't that, have does that kids. Does mean fucking around not having kids? Not to me. Does it to you? Oh, okay, okay. Now it's clarified. Well, here's the thing. No so, And we're going to talk about this, and I'm glad you illustrated that. There's going to be half the listeners that, that heard what you heard. And there's going to be half the listeners, the parents, that heard what I meant. Um. I think, and this is part of the reason that, like, I, I I hear what you're saying. Of course, you're responsible. Uh, you're responsible for kids, and so if if you were doing what I would be doing, it'd be fucking around. No, because you wouldn't be looking over your kids. No, 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 no. You know, because I have my kids, like, you know, uh, they take a lot of my time, and I hear a lot of people who don't have children um, think that they don't have time. I empathize with that, but. I cannot tell you, this is me and only me, the amount of hours I wasted daydreaming, plotting, scheming, whatever, when I did not have kids compared to what I do now. I don't have time to waste. You know, um, mm -hmm. you can, if you wanted to, take a business meeting at midnight, take a business meeting at six in the morning. You know, I, I can't. You know, it's hard. It's hard. So, anyways. Well, I um, still have. I have still. I still have people to answer to. But here's the thing. It's not it, like a, of course, I mean? it's not but just, but it's not yeah. the same. As much as you'd like to think it is, it's not. And I'm not saying you think it is the same, but it is not. Especially if you're a business owner, when when someone owns a business and they decide to have kids, like, or rather, if you have kids and you decide to start a business, that's like starting. That's like trying to have another kid. You know, it's not going to give you more free time, right? So. Um, and the parents out there listening totally understand that because this shit is hard. And especially when they're babies, it's hard. When they go to school, it's a little easier. Um, anyways, I didn't want – and you throw me off a lot when we talk because you'll, you'll pick up on something and you'll assume a negative. I call that – I think that – I call that – No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I call that auto-negging. It's a coin I termed. What I think you're doing is talking to one audience. And that's frustrating. I, no, because I'm you speaking. Have such a bigger, I, I'm speaking my bigger, truth. And if you want to take a sidebar and say, "Hey," no, I, I agree. I agree. I'm speaking agree, my truth. I agree with you. you when see, I said you're an eligible bachelor, you you are. You are. I, no, I I see what you. I, I understand. Of course. So what I'm trying to say is, I think that for for you, I think this is my opinion. For you, it'd be great if you if you spoke your truth, but then you thought about the other demographic that that's out there okay it's listening to you 
Okay. So I, you're not just speaking to parents. You're not just speaking to I'm people not, like knives. No, I'm not. No, I am, not like I am knives, broadcasting like... my personal experience. How right. people interpret that, it ain't up to me. It goes back to the filmmaking thing. If I make a movie, it's not my responsibility to tell you what my intent was. You're going to – a mirror is a movie. What you see is as valid as that's what where, my intent was when I made it. Comes, that's where the trouble comes when, when we do something – you know, as as artists is because we just want to make art. We want to put it out there. We want people to see it. They want to they you want they you want to give them either pain or pleasure. Sometimes it's pain. Sometimes it's pleasure. I don't know what your goal is as far as it goes, but you put that out there. People perceive it, and that's their perception. That's right. The trouble of it is, is that Robert Tops talks about this. Is people follow the modality. They don't they don't follow follow the finished product. So it's like. If you got to the point where, you know, you feel happy with what you've done, yeah, will people know? Like, is it is is that or how do they know you're happy or how do they know you're sad? How do they know that based off of if you're just putting out the product there for people to make their own assumptions? A part of me doesn't care about that because who's making that judgment? And we're going down. We're in the weeds, and I, 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 this is what I don't want to do. But um, but this is art. No, hold, hold. I see. What, I know exactly what you're doing, Trent, and I don't like it. Yeah. But I'm gonna. I gotta cut these weeds. Um, you see, it, it happened. I'm off my fucking rails. Um, oh, when someone listens to this, the 200 people that hear this today, uh-huh. that's one context. But then there's 200 people that listen it listen to it tomorrow and then there's 200 people that hear it in 2030 like mm-hmm. i'm supposed to articulate every single context to everybody that comes from so many different back no like the work is what it is and people have to reckon with that it is what it is if i made a comedy special in 1987 you can reckon with that but it's my diligence as an artist to constantly updating the firmware and the software you want to talk about the iphone 4 i'm past the iphone 4 talking about the iPhone fucking 11 Pro Max right now, okay? And I can have a conversation about the iPhone 4, but why? It is what it is. Put it in a museum. Like, that's that's what art is to me. It's it's out, and this is why I like doing it daily. What, some shows are better than others. I did a show, I won't say which one, that was like an uphill battle. Like, it was really hard. My guest was giving me nothing, and we went an hour, and it was fine, but... It made me stronger, and when this is we're in the weeds. When I was doing a one podcast a month, I was up. I was in my head. I was like overthinking things. When I'm doing it daily, it's okay because I have another at bat tomorrow. I let it go. You you grow exponentially because of that. And so I'm living this. It's an, it's it's a it's fluid, right? And you want to lock it into a silhouette. Water doesn't have a silhouette. Okay, so there's that. Wait, are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. So, anyways, so that's that's you, that's you, odd. Because you do this thing. You're saying you're going off the rails. You're yeah. saying I'm trying to, and and if I'm directing you to take you off the rails, then how am I the one putting you in a silhouette in a box? Okay, I'm not gonna answer that. When when you heard that I called you an eligible bachelor and you auto negged it, you assumed I guess the negative connotations that come no, with no, no, that. No, 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 the the ad the 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 end part fucking around. That was the part that I was frustrated with. Let's go back to it. I can so go back and play it back and, and hear what I said. 
if you want, but I, I don't see yeah, the purpose of that. Fine. You made it clear. You, you told you told the audience. Um, by the way, I'm not lazy, and okay, that's fine. I I didn't say that that you. I I don't know. Like I didn't say that you were. Like whatever. Um, I'm a parent, and you're not. It's 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 different. So, but people that's, but people don't. You know, they didn't see the. Nobody you know, knows that though. Nobody knows that I don't, unless you really voice it every episode. I'm a parent. This is where I come from. So I have to deliver my messaging. I'm quite redundant. Like I say, yeah, gosh, definitely. Like, I, I, I have to tell people that's my name. I'm trying to say to tell people my name is Knives Monroe. It's my real name. I'm from Austin, Texas. I was born in Tulsa, but I moved to Dallas and I lived in the Valley, you know, uh, McAllen, Harlingen, yeah. Brownsville, uh, South Padre Island there. And, you know, I grew up in a Hispanic and I have to do that all the time. And that's fine. I don't have yeah. to do that with you. So I, I do at any too. rate, I as well. you do yeah. the auto nagging thing that you do bugs me. But it's like a jujitsu sparring battle. It's like you try to, you know, I'm not I sure like, I understand. I like the I'd grapple. Like to, I'd like to understand that. I don't understand the auto negative. Looking at it from an auto negative. I'll give you an example. Because I don't understand I got, auto. An, I, don't, I don't understand that. I'll paint I a picture. I also don't understand the fucking around the in part. Being an eligible bachelor is my life. Okay. It's where yeah, I'm that's living. totally cool. Being 26 now, yeah. a little older than what you were saying. But it. The fine, the number one, you know, we dived into this and um, back to what I said that after this is that we're, we're in two different modalities of, of kind of the same same thing. But I do respect and that's okay. what you do. Well, thanks. I, I, I really respect, respect what you do as well. I wouldn't have interest, introduced you to Dakota Meyer if I didn't. I remember the first time I was on you and Kern's show, I think it was Austin Live and Local. Mm-hmm. That's where I, or maybe it was the first time we met. I was like, I'm just lucky. Well, I've, first oh, time we met hold on, hold on, hold on. I've I've gone on public record for years telling people I don't think I'm talented. I'm not talented. I push the little red button. I'm me- I'm fucking mediocre, but I don't stop. That's all I got. So, me introducing you to my former employer was just I thought, here I am transitioning, doing a new thing. If I can help out this guy, mm-hmm. all you can do is that like i can never pay back dakota what he like monetarily what he did mm-hmm. it for me how he invested in me never probably never mm-hmm. but he's told me like just give it just pay it forward just pay it forward man and so i looked at you and i was like let me try to do that and all i did was get you a meeting and it's the same thing with i went to a podcast networking event and i thought of you you know so i look at you as a hungry creative now, here's where the auto-negging comes in. Maybe I underestimate your hunger. And if I say, dude, there's, there's a coconut up in that tree. I know where the coconut tree is. You want to know where the coconut tree is? You'll, you'll, you'll be like, eh, I don't really like coconuts. And then I feel, oh, I overestimated how hungry he was. Because so I've be been, specific. I've been, this is a, this is a metaphor, an allegory. Yeah. I've been hung, I've been starving where I'll fucking yeah. eat crumbs in between yeah. people's toes. It's a projection thinking that you, you could, you that. could be that hungry, that you would be that hungry. It's a projection yeah. in thinking your hunger is the same as mine. And so uh-huh. I get excited when I find a new tree and I'm like, you know, you know, uh, hey, there's a coconut tree. Who wants it? And then people are like, nah. I guess, I, 
Or here's here's here are these berries. This is cognitive dissonance, the metaphor. Yeah. Here are these berries. Eh, if I'd get up there and 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 do the work to get those berries, eh, they'd probably be salty anyways. As opposed to, or I could take those berries and sell them, or I could take those berries and plant my own berry tree. Instead, there's this auto negative, and it's just like it's automatic. You you might not know this. You don't know this, and this doesn't have anything like that you wouldn't know about this, is that some of the circumstances that, that we're talking about here, and let's be specific about this podcaster meetup, Austin podcast meetup that happened mm-hmm. on Saturday, I've already, in your words, been to that tree. I've beat up that tree before. So when I think about it, I'm like, ah, oh, man, uh, last time I was involved myself with that tree, it was so bare that... Yeah. Like, if I did it again, what happens, you know? Yeah. Like, again? God damn. Mm-hmm. This is my life. I always get fucked. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm I'm like, I've That's... already beat up that tree before. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've been there, too. You probably do the same thing. Sort of like the situation with Robert is where I invite you to go do things. And you're like, man, nah. Like, uh, this, it's got to be a different situation. I've already bit, barked up that tree. I've already done that. For me, it's been I, there, I, I told those, I've told those stories. Yeah, been yeah. there, done that. Yeah, you know what I mean. For yeah, sure. So, yeah, and I never made the commitment to go do that because I didn't want to let you down. I don't want to make the commitment. I don't want to Irish goodbye people. I don't want to. Yes, yes. I, I don't yes, want to do that. But there is a sense of there is a sense of those type of things, and I don't know, man. The the whether it's tied to the military to to, to tied to uh tied to just being a podcaster to being tied to these things that 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 sort of put me in a caricature or an archetype i i i am i'm wary of getting myself too invested in in the thing you know and then being like man i knew i was gonna get fucked over by this okay i'm glad you said that and not me yeah because in business bro Stephen Covey's The Speed of Trust. Here's one of these gems, and it's true. Like, if you and me trust each other, we can conduct business at a rapid pace. And and, and we and, do. Yes. But if we don't, oh, business is going to be tedious. We're not going to look forward to it. We're going to get diarrhea because of it, social anxiety. There's all these negative things yeah. to it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're a fucking businessman, and not everybody is, everybody can pretend to be. It's so much easier to appear that you are or to act mm-hmm. like you are. But if you're a businessman, everything's an opportunity. You never know. One thing could lead to something, could lead to another, could lead to another. It leads to nothing 90% of the time. I agree with that. I think that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get to meet Trent Knox and Brian Kern. If I didn't go to that event with Tanner, and Tanner was my in. I wouldn't have met you guys. Good I shit. Brian would, was, no, no, no. Tanner brought me in, and and um, and uh, Louis, right? I would never say his name right. Is it Louis? Who was right, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen him at the gym a few times. Um, I would have never met you guys. And good shit has come out of that that one meeting that I otherwise wouldn't have gone to because of my own crippling anxieties. Um, mm-hmm. And my agoraphobia, you know, but I, I did my best. And people think I'm being disingenuous when I say, you know, I just got this the other day. Oh, knives, you don't strike me as someone that would be agoraphobic. And it's like, well, this is an invisible. You're asking me to wear an invisible thing that's in me. I can't do that, you know, so but it's true. Um, but you know what? Ninety ninety eight percent of the time it's shit. It's shit. But business, real business people, you know 
I, I just don't think you can be a good businessman and, and automatically assume negative. You won't. You won't. You can't. You can't. And, and read the biographies. But, but and that's do, not, that's and, not like, you know, it's not without reason. Of course. And experience and history, for sure. You said to yourself, right. like, oh, I've already done that. I've been the tree. Like, I already went up that tree. But what happens when it's a new tree? You know? And, True. And, 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 here's, True. and here's the thing. I'm not trying to... I can't count. I don't hold grudges. Like, trust me, there have been people that have fucked me, fucked me real hard. And I've, I've forgiven them and moved on and I don't dwell and I do it for me, right? Um, and I don't think you're one of those people, but like, I'm talking about like my father and other people. But, um, and so I don't hold grudges and I also don't count favors. I don't count, well, you know, how, how many things have I done for Trent or on the flip side, like, what has he done for me? I don't do that. Like, everything's, you know, let's, gosh, let's use this as an example. Like, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir, Joe Rogan, they all elevate each other. They all go on each other's platforms and um, uh, promote on each other's programs and everything, but they help each other. Nobody's taking count of who's helped who the most or less or who hasn't helped me most recently. And if you do, you're a douchebag and you get out of the circle. And I looked at you as a guy because I got so few people out here as like a guy in my circle. And when I hurt your feelings on public, I felt a way and I felt shitty about it. And I deserve to feel shitty about it. And I did. And I wasn't telling you how to feel and how you shouldn't feel. Instead, I said, get it all out because I couldn't tell the difference between someone who's throwing a fit you know, like the childhood, um, let's go play lightsabers in the schoolyard metaphor that you use, a, a, a childish sort of reaction of like, I'm going to say whatever I can to hurt you or whatever. Like, I couldn't tell the difference between that and that moment and, and what was actually brewing inside you, the truth. And you said some things to me where I was like, it did hurt some insecurities. And I was like, oh, he felt this way about me. But I try so hard not to be that guy. I try so hard. Like, I don't think I'm, I'll give you an example. Like, I don't, I don't flex. Like, I don't think I do. Like there are people that, man, why is this weird? There are people that, that really flex and show people, look at how good I got it. I'm on a, I'm on a private jet. I don't do that. I don't want to do that. It's, that's not what gives me a boner. Like anyways. Um, but then and when I, somebody, in, in when somebody irony, accuses though. me, when somebody accuses me as like being like this, this guy that like will bury other people for like my, my starlight i'm like no no i don't like it i and so it didn't it hurt that you said it it didn't hurt yeah because i thought it was true it hurt because oh he feels this way about me like he's he's either spazzing you know because when when you feel like when you're in that state of mind of you're hurt like everything around you hurts like everything the color blue will hurt you if it's around you if you're in that state of mind you know yeah and and so it was all I got it. And I also, like I said, I don't hold these grudges. I don't put these bullets in my clip. But at the same time, like, I don't think we can get to the field gold range, you and me, in the game of life, if we don't squash that or address that and try to better both of ourselves. Like, I can only better myself, and you, you're on your own path. But, yeah. Going down a, another road or something here? Like, um, no, definitely. I think that the criticism 
for sure is that you do do those things, at least on the Instagram, you were doing them for a minute. Like what? Where you were flexing a little bit. Like Maybe on, you like wouldn't what? think of that as flex because you're kind of yeah. laughing at it like, aha, I'm in Hawaii. Aha, I'm on a, on a jet. Aha, I'm, I'm, I'm flying around with my job. I've got a J-O-B. Yeah, I got a job, like, yeah. Yeah, like you're playing it off like that. But there are a lot of people out there that don't have that. Don't live that lifestyle. I know. I know. You know. I to- totally. I know that. I know, used to. I my, used to be one of those people. I. I know. I yeah, do. Yeah, but now you're. Now you are flexing it because now you are the person that, that you set out to be. Sort of. Maybe not all the way, but sort of. You know, you. That's a. That's a check. You know, you got your bishop on on e4, and you got me in check for sure. It's not a checkmate, but I feel that no, like you know you you sunk the battleship there. Like I think I do think that's true, and you need. You need, and I say this a lot, like, I want to be around other like-minded geniuses. Mm-hmm. Parenthetically, I view myself as as a genius, you know? Like, I view myself as, I ain't fucking around either, you know? Um, yeah. And so, you need close-knit people around you to tell you that respectfully and say, okay, Knives, you might not think that, but you do. And that's true, and that, you know, that's, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to feel about that, like, I haven't processed that. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do about it. But then when you say, you invite me to your mansion knives and you make me look like shit on your podcast and all that. And I was like, there's so much there to unpack. And I was like, mansion? Like, fucking mansion? Fucking mansion? Fuck. Like, what the fuck? And this is going to sound like a flex, and I don't mean it like that. But, like, I've been in mansions. This ain't no motherfucking mansion. But also, at the same time, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But I would yeah. never, like, put you on my show and make you look like shit. And you said something, and I may have um, projected this. Like, maybe this is not what you said. But you had said, like, on a, on a different podcast, like, I won and the other person lost. And I was like, I don't look at things in this paradigm. Like, I don't see things as winning and losing. Like, I also don't live for cash grass and ass i don't live for that maybe that's a privilege or a luxury or whatever but that that's not like it's people man it's people on my contact list not for not for clout not for clout not for my living your best life for living your best life you don't live for cash ass and grass for living my best life you live for family, you live for food, you live for the thing, the nuances of what you like and love. My point of view, and this is like, this is real talk, like, I understand the money, like, I, I get it, and there's money to be made, there's fucking money to be made. For me, man, the validation, you can't put a price on that, the validation. Working with Dakota was, oh, fuck, I don't even want to get... I'll cut this out. Like, I don't even want to get emotional about it. But it was validating, dude. Like, it was very validating. Like, someone who I respected, but also a celebrity who could bring me on full time. Mm -hmm. And that didn't think I was a piece of shit. That didn't think I was a hack. That, you know, thought that I had some talent. There are friends, there are friends, childhood friends that I grew up with that I loved, that I bled with and cried with, that when it comes down to the showdown would not be there for me. Um, mm. Dakota's a guy that honestly, and I can't, I can say this without a shadow of a doubt, and I can't say this about like, any other man in my life, but he would die for me. He would kill for me. 
you know, and that's real. That's fucking real, man. That's that's deep and that's real. Um, I love him. I appreciate his friendship. Uh, I would kid around with him, low key kid around, and say, when we were in the thick of it, I might not be your best friend, best friend, but you're my best friend, you know, because I. When I wasn't thinking about him, I was guilty when I wasn't thinking about him. And I loved him. And he gave me wings. He made me a professional. I did not feel like a professional podcaster, video guy, whatever, until mm -hmm. his cosign. That's when I was, like, validated. Even though, yes, as a true Christian, you're validated in the eyes of God. Of course. I know this. But I became a Christian, like, in the first six months of working with him, right? So a lot of stuff happened at the same time. Anyways, at the same time, like, you know... When you transact, there's a difference between favors and like transactions. And I'll do a favor for a friend and it's what it is. Like that's also life. I ain't gonna, if my sister got married, yeah, I could probably make money off her wedding, but I'd probably film it for free, for real, you know? And same thing with I my- I think that's why I'm frustrated. I know. And same thing with Dakota. Like I'll do favors for him because we're, because we're friends. But if he wants to pay me for something, sometimes that transaction- are you that just saying that? No. So, and I, because I've done because it. Because when I asked you to come and shoot for for Robert, and I asked you for a favor, you're like, ah, oh, man, I can't commit to anything. Yeah, that's true. It's it's 9 p.m., and I have a life with kids, and I work full time, right? I was like, to do that as a favor, I never led you on. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. I was like, be surprised if but I show up. You're scrutinizing me for saying that as a businessman, you'd never give up an opportunity. You should never. You should always go the extra mile, one hundred ten percent. So it doesn't. It just doesn't. I fit. didn't say that. What I said was the auto negative, the auto negative thing. Uh, with with Robert, I worked with him for a year before you got into the picture. You know, like I've done stuff with him. You know, and it's it's all good. I've done the Thai massage jams. I've filmed half a terabyte of content for him. Like I've done it. You know, and uh, See, I know I that think that's where the things get the get money because it's like yeah, there's a, there's an additional relationship involved but i thought this specifically was this was like something between you and i like it wasn't between you I, and robert it was i need to see if i can accomplish this this project this form of art and you know um it was just double because another person that was supposed to be there you know an austinite one of those austinites you know didn't show up me you're talking about me no not you oh Another person, uh, I don't remember. But I that's can look also up on Facebook that's Messenger also not what like the name is. But that's that's not your fault. Me not going and also no, me, but you. It's and not your fault. Another guy. It's also not your fault. Guy. That's your where fault. it starts to build up. It's not your fault though. It's not your fault. But then I, um, the the end the end result is, I'm responsible for the product that I don't deliver. So it's like. I had to do a lot to, to, to re, re, I had to do extra things within that world to, like you're saying, doing favors, because I consider Robert a friend to, to some degrees, in order to, 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 I guess, that's where it gets frustrating, is because I don't know how to value what I do. I don't know the monetary value. And that's great. It's great that you don't know that, because when you start with that, then you can get in problem-solving mode. Problem solving yeah. mode is what I preach, not give it 110%, you know, uh, give the old college try, like fuck all, whatever that means. Like, I think it's frustrating though. And it would, it's like the haha -ha moment, you know, it's like, ah, you didn't go to the 30 plus people podcast meetup. You know, it's like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, like, 
You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's when it's like, you know, like, like you're you're like just in that frustrated zone because that's 30 people to interface with, 30 more networks to go down. That's Dude, 30 more I'm in conversations right now where I'm consulting and yeah. – and it may lead to money, but I don't start with that. I don't start with no, that. No, me like, neither. Yeah, the consulting space is 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 a, is a is a weird space because how do you develop that into a monetized lane? Because what, I feel like here's what I find happens organically. But let me close the yeah. loop because I might either cut that entire segment. To be honest, of what we talked about with all that, I'm trying to. I know I have a business, but I am mm-hmm. not at the level of my employers obviously because the biggest expense for business is the people but it's also how you scale and it's easier for someone to pay me for the bullshit that they don't want to do and it's it's not good when here's the terrible thing about artists this is all of our problems in the beginning but what you want to facilitate i just want to enter this before i forget is that you want to do the things that they can't do not the things that they don't want to do sometimes it's both yeah sometimes it's both um, I, sometimes money is easier, you know, money's just easier. I have a friend from high school who wanted something, a favor. And I said, no, nah, you're my homie, you know, like I'll do this for you. And she was like, it's a lot easier if I just pay you. And I, I get that, but also it goes back to what you said. I struggle with this too. Like your value, my value, like I did something for Robert for two days and we never talked about money. He ended up paying me. But I never talked about money. And people would ask me there on site when he was massaging people, how much is he paying you? I'm like, I would protect his image, you know, and I would say, um, what I get paid to do what I'm doing right now is in the thousands, which is true. You know, it's mm-hmm. in the thousands to do what I do. And they just look mm-hmm. at like, they're like, damn, Robert must be making money. But I didn't say he didn't pay me because <laughs> he didn't. And I wasn't there to be paid. I owed him. That's why I was there. I felt like I owed him. Mm-hmm. I had filmed something for him once and I lost the footage and that fucking killed me. And so when he was like, there's this thing this weekend, I was like, I'll do it. And uh, I, I had to say no to other opportunities to do it that were paid and I did it. He ended up paying me something anyways. And I was like, well, that's cool. He's a good businessman. He gets it. He, he doesn't want to do me dirty like that. And it's whatever. But I, the onus was on me, and, and, and if I had charged them what I think I'm worth, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And so sometimes you, you do sell yourself short when, it, when, it, when it's a transaction. When it's a favor, it's easier for me to just be like, I'd rather just not even talk about money. Let's just do this. I'll give you mm-hmm. another example. A friend, um, not, even a, not even a real friend, someone I knew was like, can you record my wedding? And I said, absolutely not. Um, they're like, well, what do you, what do you charge? And I said, I don't do weddings. And if I did, I would charge you $10,000 and I'm not going to do it. You yeah. don't have that money. Yeah. And she was like, oh, come on. Does your mom ever call you and say like, yo, why aren't you doing weddings? No, but I, I used to have those conversations with ex-girlfriends on the come up. Yeah. And I'd say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm a filmmaker. Family. Like, I'm not that guy. But here's the thing. Like it's yeah. a common theme on this podcast Anytime I talk to a filmmaker or a video person, it's like, how many weddings have you done? Because it's all in the game. And yeah, when, never uh, done any weddings. Needless to say, I filmed her wedding. I did it for free. Oh, nice. And I also oh, told actually, her. actually, I've done one wedding. I told her, sort of. get a photographer and pay them. So you can have your commercial shit because I don't do that. But I'll make my little True. I'll make my little vlog indie film thing for her. And I did. Yeah. 
and I just didn't, she could have paid me, but dude, I've been, and it's something I don't talk about, maybe I've never said. Do, hold I on, have can been, I ask you a question about sure, this real quick? Of course. About weddings? Sure. Do you feel like the videographer can um, paint the narrative of the wedding and maybe like shape the way the wedding will long, or, or the marriage will long term no, last? I don't know. No. No, maybe, but no. I I don't think people. I think the wedding day is a drop in the bucket in a marriage, and Lisa, mm -hmm. I don't think the video is going to be like let's stay together for the video. No, I don't think people give a fuck about the stuff. But you know, like you know how like people reminisce on that. You know, if they go back to that, sure, they might find that they could. You know, if you painted a good picture, then you never know. They could, they could. Um, I have done weddings and quinceañeras that were fucking disasters that yeah. clients were like, I'm just going to pay you half of what we said. And I would be like, okay, because I fucked up. Mm -hmm. And that really hurts. And it's easier just to be like, I want the control. I want the leverage. Yeah. I'll do it for free. you know. And if you want like the, the real one, pay someone. But I'll do my thing for free. Mm -hmm. And that's where that's yeah. come from, you know. I'm not saying it's smart business or whatever. Sometimes there's it is smart to do free stuff. There's well, favors. For weddings like a plate, you get a plate, you get the, you know, you get you get the amenities of a wedding for free, right? Oh yeah, yippee! Wow, I mean, I guess I don't care about that. There are I people, mean, like what I'm saying is, is like you don't go into it like some free things. There are people that like make real money, fuck. dude, in weddings. There's like I don't want to poo-poo oh, yeah. that. It's a genre. Like it's fucking because legit. drones are so big in weddings nowadays. But also, it's a lot of work, dude. You know, and so people turn it around real fast, and you can make fifteen hundred dollars in a weekend. It's so real. Absolutely. And that's cool. And if I was all about the money, I'd probably be doing that. But I ain't. Like I like Does meaningful work. Does that type of work. videographer just like sit at the chapels or or wherever? Like the you know like how do they hustle that? You know There's, like do they I, just like sit at the court uh, court office and like oh you're getting what you're getting married it's refer you know, it's, it's business dude so there's only three ways to scale a business and that's referrals yeah. increasing yeah. your customers and raising your rates so a lot yeah. of a lot of that business is referrals you know it's like hey you know you did this for person's wedding can you do mine and you book them in advance yeah, and all that it's 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 word yeah. of mouth for sure for sure yeah and i respect that like i ain't poo-pooing that that's I, a grind there's the wedding grind it is a grind sure. and like the true bosses will get f paid 1500 to do a wedding and pay two videographers $300 that day each and then stay home and collect the 1000 You know, mm -hmm. that's a smart yeah, we business person. we talked about something like that before. That's a smart business person, you know, and so I, I respect that. But uh, look. But the, there's a risk in that too, you know. The, you see, you see like I feel like you're doing it right now. You're focusing on a potential negative as opposed to focusing more so this is, on the, this is on the upside. something that Jeff Bezos does. Okay. Jeff, Jeff Bezos calls it the regret minimization factor. So you look at something and you're like, okay, so what percentage of the risk am I going to get in, get in invested to reward? So when I look at it, I'm like, oh, well, if you invest $300 in two videographers and they fuck off, then you're just like, you're out 300 And then you additionally to that, you most likely... I don't know if they paid up front for a wedding or something like that, but you would have to completely forfeit. And that, that. happens. And and yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why most wedding video videographers, you know, get, require a deposit. Pay me half up front, half when it's over, right? So mm -hmm. you you paid me the 750 up front so I can afford the three, you know, the two videographers and say I 
outsource my editing, right? And so what you're mm-hmm. selling is the brand. What you're selling is the trust. You're selling the final product. Yeah. That's a business owner operator, and I respect that. That's not the only way to run the show, but that's a way. As opposed to, mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you think about all the bad shit that's going to happen before you go on a cruise, you're not going to go on a cruise, right? I think as, a, as an individual, that makes m- more sense. But as someone who's you know operating with additional videographers, the the risk needs to be you know definitely taken into account. As an individual who says I'm going to go shoot a shoot a wedding, you know, screw it. If you fuck up, then you give the money back. You know what I mean? That makes sense. What about music videos? What about them? I just came in my mind is like, what's the grind to that? If you search Knives Monroe and you'll find a playlist called the Knives Monroe Legacy and you'll find a few music videos on there. Mike, the first five videos that I did that got me a lot of attention were free. Mm -hmm. But I was starting. I was green. Like they're not. I don't put I don't. uh, By the way, I don't have a demo reel. Like I I don't. Mm -hmm. I so don't feel that confident about. My skill, like I haven't chopped up a, a demo reel, you know, like I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so like music videos are cool. Um, today, like if I had to do it today, it would, you know, mu- here's the thing, like it's expensive, man, like to rent the equipment, to get the people, to rent the building, wherever you're at, people are taking date, you know, time off or something like you got to account, like how much is this worth? I've gotten better at, I don't care where this thing lives. I don't care where the final video, it's not my responsibility to push it and to make it go viral. I'm gonna make the thing, you do whatever you want with it, bye. Like I've gotten, I've gone through the motion so many times, I know how to build the upfront value and have those business conversations with these artists and, and help them and also set the expectation upfront. And all that is first before the money. It's easier when you have a website that has the proof of concepts and your portfolio and they approach you and they say, I like what you did. Can you do this for me? Here's my song, you know, and you have seven fifty. that's what you charge per music yeah. video. And they say, I got five and you're like, okay, I'll do it. You had that conversation. It helps when you have an intermediary, the intermediary intermediary in that example is a website, right? So it's much harder when you don't have that portfolio, like, you know, um, it's, you have to prove yourself. There's part of the come up and the not respecting it part is nobody gives a shit. It's, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Like it's, it's nobody's business. If I'm successful, if I'm, if I have self-worth, like nobody cares, nobody cares. They're building their own dream. Like I can, I, there's, there's, there's solace in that. There's peace in that. It's like, they, it's not personal in that way. It's my responsibility to wake up every day and, and get those reps in and get better. It's my responsibility. It still is. It still is. Like, I've been in the game long enough where, oh, I, I guess I did get pretty okay at some of this stuff. I'm not, I'm not the best. I'm not the best. I'm comparing myself to the best. But if I compare myself to your average person, no one knows what shutter speed is, f-stop, aperture, mm-hmm. ISO. They don't know. And so... Yeah, maybe I am an expert in something, and I am. And once again, the validation, like I, now all of a sudden, like I've, and I don't, you know, this is a flex, but it's also reality. Like I've, I've done a podcast with Aubrey Marcus and Jocko Willink, and so you've, mm-hmm. you learn a lot seeing other people's setups, and like you learn a lot when you get those reps in. And now I do feel like my time has become more valuable as a result of that, and mm-hmm. I can't just do. I'll do consultations because it may lead to something cool. And I, I'll, I much like, I have to like the human. I have to like the person. Like 
I will, the group, working with the group, I will, I'm more inclined to work with you guys if you're cool. Like, if you guys are cool, I don't even want to talk about money in the beginning. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. You know, but if you're cool, let's do some cool things together, you know? And I, and I can get blinded by that. Sure, of course. And I'm still learning. But um, if it's just about the money, man, like, I would have been a fucking lawyer or something. I would have, I would have, I don't know, like, my life would be different if I was just thinking about the money. It'd be different, man. But instead, I want to have cool experiences with people. I want to remember a lot of it. Otherwise, it's for nothing. And I want to leave behind, like, an interesting corpse and body of work. Like, I I care about that, you know? Um, that's about the extent of it, too. Like, the money comes and goes. And even rich people. Rich people come and go. They have it. They lose it. They have it. They fucking lose it. Like, that's for sure, you know? And i rather learn. It's like the whole uh, learn how to fish type of thing as opposed to people giving me fish i want to learn i want to fucking learn and i've done it and i've done it and so you know i consider myself an expert and a professional and i'm validated and so now i have some experience and so i can tell someone here's what you need you need these five things this mm-hmm. is what you need if you want me to do it for you it's the only way i can do it is if, if you pay me this much, that's the only way I can do it. If you want it done. And if we automate that, that's how you do it. I talked to a photographer who, who bought a red camera and the way he figured was all I need to do is sign a client to a contract for, I think it was like $1,600 a month, make a six month contract. And then we can renegotiate in six months. And if this guy pays me readily or his business, $1,600 a month, he's like, I can pay off this red camera in a year. So he did that. And so he never even paid for his red. It was like the client paid for his red. And I was like, that's how you do it. That's how you do yeah. it. That's that's how you do it. And you need to be around the block mm-hmm. a few times and have the skills to pay the bills in order to pull that off. But um, as yeah. opposed to thinking, yeah, but how would I even do that? And like, why would I even get a red? It's too expensive. And just like, man, man, all this negative shit. It's like, if we have the audacity to dream big and want a high-end lifestyle, then we got to turn that, inward and say what type of man do i need to be to accomplish that it's a much more trustworthy person a person that takes the risks calculated though they may be sometimes but it's someone that says i i'm gonna do it because i want that buck or i want that lifestyle whatever it is i want the the lambo or whatever it is or i want the family and i want the i want to pay for the four kids i got four kids you know what i mean like whatever it is like you it's you have it's a balancing act of what do I want? And how do I want to get it? And it starts with, what do you want? Why do you want it? It's got to be compelling enough for you to see it through. If it's not, if it's just money for the sake of money, that's not enough. It's like saying, I want to lose, I want to lose weight. Well, what does that mean? What you should say is I want to lose 30 pounds in six months for my health. And because I want to look good naked, that's way more specific and compelling than just saying, I want to lose weight, you know? So intent, the vocabulary, the specificity, it matters. That was a long rap about music videos right there by Knives Monroe. That's what uh, happens. That's what happens. What about what about commercial video, man? How do how does someone grind out there? See, I guess where I'm where I'm going out with this is like someone wants to enter the game of videography, whether they're twelve or thirty-five. Their entry point you know, is generally from my experience and what I have done is making videos for myself, showing it to people, random people, and then being like, oh, I like that. That's dope. Do that for me. Okay. 
I don't feel confident in saying, give me a $1,500 or whatever. Yeah. I say, ah, let me, let me try it and see if it works out. Yeah. Then I'm not hold responsible necessarily yep. because it's like, oh, it worked out. Great. Uh, if you want to do that again, it's going to be X amount of dollars, yada, yada, yada. Like it has to work before you can, can say, um, you can charge someone for it. Yeah. hundred percent. You need that proof of concept. You need the experience. Um, I would say there's a hundred strategies out there on the internet that people can Google to know how to break into that scene. And they all don't amount to a hill of beans unless you know yourself really well and you know how you learn and you know, you're, you know, you got to know what, what you're willing to do. If you hate the smell of nail polish, but you know that there's a lot of money in nail salons you're probably not going to want to open one because you hate the nail polish, right? So you should do what contextually is the path of least resistance to you. If you're an extrovert, networking might not be the path to get into that business, you know? So it's kind of hard to me, for me to give blanket advice. I can't. So instead, it's more nebulous and more heady and more philosophical, which is how do you get things done? Are you a morning person or a night person? It's going to change depending on, you know, that, that's going to change who's up you know, during the times that, that you're optimized, right? So for me, I had to feel like I had the skills and I let down a lot of people on my come up. I'm talking about the early 2000s. Like I let down a lot of people. Um, I showed up, I learned, I failed. You know, I put tens of thousands of dollars into a movie that I don't even have a frame of, a copy of, nothing. I can't even post a picture about it online because I'll get flagged or something from these people and it's like that experience would have been enough to make people walk away and quit and it wasn't instead i learned and i learned more about leadership and setting expectations in the in the in the in the, in the front end and you take that with you you take all these mistakes and losses with you to the next endeavor so i guess my blanket advice would be go fuck up and have the you know the the courage the bravery to go make mistakes and try to make it as as cheaply as possible those mistakes like go film a quinceanera for your cousin for free go film a wedding for your cousin for free start doing maybe a parody of a commercial for free put it on youtube or something eventually if you're hungry and your mind is like a shark like automated to be looking for these opportunities you're going to see where someone needs help and you're going to want you know how to add value for them hey i think what you know if you have a tamale business like i think if you want to sell more tamales I have an idea for a commercial let me make one for you you can pay me in tamales in the beginning or you could pay me 250 dollars. you might not even make a profit but now you have a commercial you can say i've made a commercial you know like it's all about faking it till you make it nobody knows what they're doing you have to just go out and sometimes if even if even if you're afraid, like close your eyes and swing and you might surprise yourself, man. But uh, nobody shows up a final product like they're a commercial filmmaker person like, no, if I were to go through filmmaking film school today, like it would probably only prepare me for like the year 2020. I'm sorry, the year 2002 or something. It wouldn't prepare me for today necessarily, you know. So I think today with the Internet, you know, everybody just sees these these final products or even look at somebody like me. And think, wow, easy for him. And it's like, no, it wasn't, man. You got to go out there and you got to fail and you got to risk it. You got to risk your reputation. 
Yeah, I think a little nuance here. I did go to film school, um, for those of you who are listening, and my experience in film school, you know, I rushed through film school. I wasn't the person that could sit and take the whole gamut of the opportunities there. And yes, it gave me a boost towards uh, doing what I was doing, but it didn't give me as much um work experience as you would like you know i didn't go to the technical school like a full sale or anything like that where you get to grind it out on like uh, consoles and things like that which would have been way more uh, beneficial but i went to the art of it learning the art of it respecting mm. the forefathers of filmmaking and whatnot because <laughs> and, and, i didn't know shit about it before i had to learn it through th- that system and yes it was an accelerated system four years and i learned it it's in my brain mm. um but I didn't go to school for business. Hmm. So I'm at the same level with you as far as that goes. You know, um, yeah, I probably could. You could probably write a paper the same way that I could. Yeah. You know, those are all gr- those are all things you learn just grinding it out. Your two years of whatever an associate's degree could be is the same thing as like learning over four years in the streets of working hard because they give you that education at a place like Apple or whatever, you know, um, that you worked at um, Walmart, like I did, um, like you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would like, say the hard part is staying like up on what's new. You know, like staying relevant. That's the hard part. Like, there's so much of what I learned that true. doesn't matter today. There's so much of what I learned on my come up that, quite frankly, is irrelevant. Like, it's it's obsolete. That's it, where it doesn't that's matter. Where universities, if you're really taking advantage of a university, and you're taking those critical study courses, like those level four you know graduate courses is people are forced into a room that are on that cutting edge and that's where you really get it where you don't get it in your english 101 class you know like just just grinding that out doesn't doesn't do the same thing i know it's cliche but it's it's the school of hard knocks man yeah trent knox school of hard trent knox no you've probably thought of that yeah sometimes Paul, Paul, um, finally i get to make I've a, it, I've a heard pun about somebody I, else's name yeah uh i think that so i brought up to you before we started doing this recording before i was like so what does you know you went to the um you on your podcast where you were talking about your experience at the meetup yeah you were talking about someone who had had lofty ideas of mm-hmm. being the next Joe Rogan experience. And you explained how Joe Rogan got there. Yeah. And you were like, in order to do, to get to the point at which you could hire someone like Jamie Vernon, mm-hmm. um, you got to do all of those things. So for like us, you know, we, I look at this, these people like, I mean, uh, Sam Tripoli's got his guy, um, you know, Lee Syed, Jamie Vernon. I see these guys. There's not like a school for that. You know, it's like you just stumble across someone. Who well, I think Jamie did go to school for like audio. I think he's an audio. Oh engineer. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was more music production, film production. It wasn't podcast producer. You know what I mean? That's not a thing. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe now there's like master classes or something. But um. Well, would you? I would laugh at that. I'd I be wouldn't. like, are you freaking kidding me? I wouldn't. <laughs> huh? I wouldn't. Well, that's odd. No, I wouldn't. Because you're so you're kind of against the whole schooling thing. I'm against um, paying six figures for 
Right. Agreed. Okay. So you're you're saying a free masterclass? No, but he, I mean, six figures versus six hundred dollars. I mean, which one's better, right? I don't think you could learn in a in a you know an hour masterclass or something like that. You're not learning. What a podcast? How to produce a podcast? Yeah, you're not learning that. There's you can teach someone how to record a podcast. You can't teach someone how to be a good podcaster, right? That comes with reps. And um, I don't think the, you could teach someone how to produce a podcast. Of course you can. Of course you can. It's not an you hour. Can create a, you could create a manual. You could probably do it in t- five minutes. Right, and then here's they have the to gear, have the ambition, exactly. Drive, that that you can't things. teach, but you could teach someone the how to change their oil in their car, right? Like, of course you can. I think podcasting is like utilitarian in that way. Like, yeah, it's a tool. Of course you can. Well, I think uh, I think where we're where we're you can you can show someone, but teach them is different. Teaching someone is have they accomplished X goal and are they executing on it? And I don't think you could do that in an hour. No. There are going to be those extraordinarily, you know, ambitious of them that could do it. I think but I could. The I think I could teach. People I think not. I could teach my if my grandma was conscious. I think I could teach her in an hour. I guess we're just like I'm sure you could teach them some form of it. But it, it's some, actually I just don't think it's some, that difficult. It, it it is when you start doing the things that we do. We do different things, but we also you and me collectively, like both of us do different things that other people don't do. You know, one thing I learned about the podcast meetup was everybody had a different way of doing it. And it was interesting to see, you could tell who was really green and who had the experience and who had been doing it since like 2007 and who had just started. Right, yeah. And, um, and it was also relieving to hear, Oh yeah. You know, they've, they've gone through the same road I have, or I've gone through the same, I've been doing it for only four years. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, a few things in the beginning are kind of like rites of passage, like in terms of pains in the ass of what you learned about the actual technicality of it. But um, let me tell you something. I Were there other podcast producers, people who produce shows for other people? Yeah, there was a few. There was like two that two. didn't, that didn't, that weren't personalities or that weren't on the show, but they just were like yeah. engineers. Yeah, there was like two. I will say I messaged Brendan Schaub like a year ago and I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, man. Um, but I also messaged like 300 other people. He was one of them. Um, and maybe yeah. like two or three people got back to me. But Brendan got back to me and he and I told him, hey, man, like I like the fighter and the kid. I want to make some micro content for you for free. And he mm-hmm. messaged to me like in, a, like in real time. And I don't know what he was doing. Like, how do you do that? Like, I obviously he must have. I don't know how I don't know how that happened. But um, it just happened. It Ser- just happened. Serendipitous. Yeah. Um, but even, but I mean, like, you know, I went into his other folder and so I, it's just like, he would, he had to have really have been on it and he was like, cool. He's like, I'm, I'm in. That's great. Uh, we need that. Um, talk to Shin, the producer, oh, I think his name's mm-hmm. Shin, right? Um, and I did, I don't and he, know. And he responded, he has like a Jamie for the fighter and the kid and he responded Oh okay. and I was, and he was like, cool. He's like, take a clip and show me what you got. And I did. And, uh. And then he was like, cool, I, I like your style, man. I like your style. Do, do more. And I stopped because I got caught up in shit and I, I got busy and I had to do the stuff that I was being paid for. But I, it, that's one of those things that I'm like, what if I didn't stop? What if I kept going? I think that could have led to some money. I think I could have led to doing it for them on a regular basis and getting paid. I could have made a deal for like, you know, I don't know, something as low as $500 a month or something like that, whatever, anything to do it. 
but I stopped. And so asking people like, you know, how to get in, I think that's how you get in. Like you gotta have the skills of course, but you gotta, I very, I very much believe in like the cold call, like the, the cold DM, you know, and just saying, hey, but but you have to bring the value. You can't ask. The unfortunate thing is those guys are like traditional media. You know, they're almost like they're mainstream. When you look at the guys out there like that are on Twitch or YouTube that have a larger following, like that aren't like mainstream part of Joe's circle or whatever. Like, what do you say to those kids? They're like, OK, I see this up and coming twitch streamer i want to make micro content so, from him, for so him. i would say but to, those type of people don't they you probably couldn't get any money out of them long to, well to you me, maybe some of them but like the conversation is different to, to me what you to. just said like that's like a a blanket gen, that's a generalization i think that's like an auto negative oh yeah i, I am i, I am no an, no i am generalizing for course. the audience because this okay. is what the audience is thinking. Okay. You know what I mean? They're thinking, they're thinking, how do I do it if it's so hard to get to talk to someone? Right. So the internet makes like it easy. Said, the internet makes it easy, man. Like uh Well, but even you said even you said, like, I can believe you answered. If someone messaged me and said, yeah. Hey knives, I like what you do. Um yeah. oh, even better. And they sent me something that they made for me. Here's this mm -hmm. thing I made for you for your social media. And it was dope. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm going to add this guy as a friend. I'm going to follow him and say he sends me another one. Dude, that's great. You know, maybe I call him on the phone and who knows where that leads. He got his foot in the door. So I think that's what those kids got to do. I don't yeah. care. I don't care if you're at the top or at the bottom. But at the same time, like, what do you want? Cash grass or cash grass or ass? What do you want? What are you doing yeah. this for? Money? Well, then you got to yeah. talk to people that have it, man. You got to talk to people that have the money. Sometimes it's the mainstream folk, and maybe they have it, maybe they don't. Maybe they got the budget for it, maybe maybe they don't. You're not going to know until you try. And yeah. and it's not like do it once. I always tell my son, who's struggling in math, who has not passed math for three, six weeks in a row, and now, since it's a new semester, he's like, I'm passing math now. And I said, I don't give a fuck that you're ahead in the first quarter of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, finish yeah, the yeah, six yeah. weeks. Finish the game. Don't get high off your supply in the first quarter, right? So on the same token, yeah. like – for these kids who are doing the cold DMs, don't just message a hundred people once. You gotta do mm -hmm. it every fucking day until you don't need to anymore. That's mm -hmm. business. I mean, that's that's business, man. Like it, it is. It's the cold yeah. messages. It's the calling. The reason why I was able the to. The trouble is, you you wonder like, what at what point do you turn into like the horror crux of Lord Voldemort? You split your soul too much. Like now you're like, oh god, I gotta gotta do all this free shit, man. You got to see what you made no of. time to make money. <laughs> you got to see what your breaking point is. David yeah. Goggins says, when you think you got nothing, you're actually yeah. only gone up to 40%. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you got to know what your breaking point is. I've reached it once or twice. And then you got to reassess and be like, it's I can't do that. Listening. It's tough listening to David. It's a little bit David Doggins. Or I, I don't know. It's just tough listening to him because I don't know why. Maybe like just different, different uh, come ups. So, you know, um, yeah, I fancy myself as like, I want to be a, I want, I want knives to be ubiquitous with like Casey Neistat where someone says that here's knives philosophy. I don't want to take Casey's, um, real estate. He's got his real estate and I got mine, but I want to carve my little state and for people that fuck with me and my state of mind, my philosophy and I want to talk to them, even if it's 40 people, if it's 400, if it's 400,000, whatever it is like the, the, for me with with time and experience and pain and regrets and all those things like I'm very much about that.
Yeah. Were you born in Mexico? No. I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, you were born in Oklahoma? Yeah. Okay, that's that. That's where we kind of relate. So I came from, from Nevada, or Nevada as some of the Texas people call it. It's Nevada. Uh, yeah. So in Texas, uh, what do you think the voice is? Because New York has their voice. L.A. has their voice. For what scene? Every scene is different. Yeah, but it's pretty much, you know, there's a dominant voice in New York, and there's a dominant voice in California, but as far as the Texas scene... But there's a difference, like, political voice, and there's a hip-hop voice, two different spectrums, right? So, like, which demographic right. are we talking about, specifically? I guess we're talking about the hip-hop voice. I don't know. We're, we're, I, we're I, not hip-hop in the traditional sense, but in, in the scholastic sense of, like, the what's going on. I like, the, the, who's, mean, in the, the you, who's, mean, who's in the know? You mean cool people. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool people. Oh, gosh. You're asking, like, the the lamest, corniest dude that you know. Like, I, I, I don't have the answer to that. I will but say, like— But you are cool. You are technically in the cool factor of people from Texas. Oh, I could be way cooler then, if that's true. I could be way cooler. I'm not cool why enough. Are, why are we like that, then? I've been in why Austin for— most people in Texas— from texas i don't think it's austin texas i'll say that i don't think it's austin i don't think the cool people are here i don't think they are i could be wrong there's some cool people here i don't i think like maybe i i would never want to live in houston but i think there's cooler people in houston i think houston's more happening i think there's mm -hmm. cool stuff happening in san antonio um, so you think the trouble is just texas is so big that there's no one collective well voice I don't, and this is something I know you're about, which is like the scene. I, I, and you said this on Kern's podcast, and this is why I love you. You said that ostensibly you're looking for your own tribe, and me too. I'm trying to find my people, and I increasingly like. I feel like I I check a lot of people and groups off. I'm like, well, it's not the Catholics. Well, it's not the hip-hop scene. It's not the videographer scene. It's not the wedding mm -hmm. videographer scene. It's not the YouTuber scene. And I keep like, I'm like, damn, who are my people, you know? And and w what if it is podcast people? What if it is? What if yeah. it is? I, I have not checked that one off. Like, I'm still, I'm still playing with that. So, I don't know. I know, that, I'll tell you this. I found out at that place that there's, there's like a podcast con I have it written down somewhere. You probably the convention know for podcasting. Yeah, 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 and and it's yeah. usually in California, although I hear it started in Texas, and they're coming to Dallas, and, and it's in it's oh, in, okay. it's in August. It's called a podcast movement, and I and maybe I should go to that, you know, and see if those are my people. What if they are? What if yeah. what if I'm one of these guys? I don't know. So, you know, I I I'm I too am trying to find my tribe. I don't think it's. I'm but what do you more like? More. This, this is the trouble I think I find myself in. I like esports. Yeah. I like gaming. I go to those events and I'm like, these people are nothing like me. <laughs> like these people, are like yeah. I feel like you know, and, and and there's a little niche area where it's like the sports games or whatnot. Even though I play like the the more like um, fantasy games too, mm -hmm. it's just like there's a little corner off that they shove you in when you're like me. You know, play sports games or or like sports, um, and and then those the larger people like the ninjas and the and the tifus and the, those Tim the Tatmans out there, they have a bigger, you know, even though they kind of look like me, but they don't they don't hmm. they don't act like me. They don't hmm. you know 
They don't mm-hmm. represent Texas. They don't represent the South. They represent the Northern California. What is, what is that Coast. home? Where does that home field pride come from? For me? Yeah. Probably because I grew up playing Texas football. You really you think know, that's what it is? Probably, yeah. I would say it. I would say it's. Man, a part of me wants to say it's not there, but like the cool kids in class in YouTube and the vlogger videographer world are like Canadians yeah. and they all know each other. Yeah, true. That's and it's so like, true. I, but I ain't I ain't cool like you. I ain't hot like you. I ain't I don't got that tick like you. Therefore, dude, I'm not in that crowd, so I don't know. Um, but it seems like you're searching for that validation as well, like the people. The people to be yourself yeah. around, the brotherhood. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And it's just like, it's hard because when you look at these other folks and like, I bring up things from like Texas, you know, Austin, and I specifically felt like I'm not authentic enough to be representing Texas, you know, because I come from somewhere else, born somewhere else. I wasn't born and bred here. And this is something that I get from like, this perspective is actually come from comes from Hawaii because in Hawaii, if you weren't born there, bred there, mm-hmm. raised there, yeah. you're what they call a howley. And so I, I, I'm like, I took that mentality, that negative mentality, yeah. to Texas. I'm like, oh my god, everyone yeah. I grew up with is, is like, they don't represent that type of feeling. They, everything seems disconnected. It feels even more disconnected than it did before. It's like what I said about going to school and then you're out and you don't have the tools in in the present to actually implement what you learn at least in film um yeah which is like you spend you spend like most of your Irishman, life you spend most of your life unlearning what you've learned yeah and i think that's what that that's part of uh your growth all of our growth yeah. is yeah is unlearning that i think that's part of growing up is saying you know that hawaii mindset doesn't fucking work for me i ain't gonna i ain't about that yeah yeah. Yeah, I think that you know, they said in the Irishman like they called prison school. How long are you yeah. going to go to school for? Yeah. It's like, man, I think like my mindset sometimes I feel like I'm imprisoned in this old mindset of like the way things are. I'm not to the point in which I'm like uh Eddie Bravo flat earthing it, but yeah. it's like you it's are like, though. Dang, man. You you are huh? though. You are though. And and you are that is a conflict in you and i i connect with that and and that's like a recurring theme on my show is like i i talked to someone who was like a good youtuber back in the day he had three million views and he was growing and he stopped and now he shows up today life happened he shows up and he's like i can't do i can't do it do what i used to do and it doesn't work anymore that is also a part about like getting older and trying to fit in that's that's part of this it's part of this yeah it's you're on the path. This is normal. Um, something I wrote down in, in 2010. One, once again, one of those old notebooks. Um, I must have got you've it. From got, you've got the blur on, so nobody can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want anybody to see. Oh, I, I think I have. I don't have autofocus on, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I think I got it from a TED talk. It's called the Growing Up Paradoxes. Paradox number one: rejecting the past and then promptly reclaiming it. Paradox number two. Sobering up about our smallness and maintaining faith in our greatness. But the sobering up about our smallness part, I think, is totally key. And then paradox number three, aiming to succeed wildly, then being fulfilled with failing really well. And I've done that a few times. 
it's about like just it's not going to be a perfect backflip let me just jump off of this canyon and it's going to be sketchy and uh but but i did it right like as a you know but when you grow up you want you think you're going to do the perfect backflip off of the off of the canyon you know and it's just funny. you know what's like, troubling about that though yeah it's like the whole disneyland it's a small world after all, like that whole thing. And it really sometimes it's so fucked as it is, is because you'll be walking down a road and all of a sudden it's like you're, it hasn't just happened like to me. The, this random person, but it's programming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got programmed. Yeah, man. Yeah. We have to unlearn like things that don't help us today. I, I feel it as a parent, like the way I grew up, there's, I, I, there's a lot that I do take from my mom. There's a, there's a lot that yeah. I don't. I take it and I leave it, and I make up a lot of it. And meanwhile, I'm fucking up my kids. One but way or the other. You've never experienced that. What? When you're just like you, you're in a coffee, coffee. You're like in a coffee house, and all of a sudden, someone you know like walks in. And you're like, oh, I remember them from from my old job at no, you know, not here, KFC. not in Austin. That's my never hometown, happened. My hometown every day, but not here. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, in your hometown every day? Yeah. Man, that's strange. I, well, I guess I don't go out enough to – pretty much everyone that I know know has has moved out of my hometown, which is here. So it's like I'm here kind of presiding over what is about to be gone. It's mm-hmm. pretty much gone at this point. Um, you know like that meme, the, yeah. the expectations versus reality meme? That's that's part of the gro- growing pains of what we're going through right now. Yeah, it's really. I think the, I think what we need to do if we want to succeed and get shit done and be fulfilled, is let go. Let go of a lot of old brain thinking, and risk, being seen and being hurt. That's like what, and but. And we have the scar tissue for it, man. I think about it all the time. Like, I think the worst is behind me. And then my mom's going to die today. I don't know. But, like, I I think I've been hurt really, really bad. It, it might not get worse. It's got to be getting better. And I think it is. I think it is. I think it is getting better. Our problems in my house are bougie compared to what my problems in my house was three yeah. years ago, five years ago. But then I hear these stories of, like, for instance, um, Robert and I brought on another uh, person Steve Joiner, who's a podcast. Basically, he's a, a public um, public representative or a PR agent, and he's going to book some more guests for us from around the world. Um, and his brother died today, drug oh overdose. Oh my god, it's fucking horrible. So it's like you hear these stories, and it's like shit, man. Yeah. It is short. Like you you get you go along in your age, and then something does happen. Yeah. And and then you're back six steps again. Oh yeah. And you know, and how do you treat something like that? Do you treat it with alcohol, drugs? Do you treat it with sex? Do, why do you treat the, the that hurt inside? I have not been hurt inside like that before, so I don't have the answer and I can't tell you what I've done. I'm scared. I hope that I hope that I'm a hippie about it and I'm one of those guys that is like, "Oh, my mom died. She graduated." You know, like, I hope I can look at things that way. The truth is, like, I might be the guy that throws myself on her coffin and is like, take me, take me. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm very mm-hmm. sensitive, so it could kill me. If my, my children, something happened to my kids, like, I can't picture life going on, you know? So, but what if, yeah. how could that, how could you spin that into a blessing? You know, what would, well, what, I know what, do, my, what my, would I do? I don't know. It'd be scary, dude. My step, 
my stepdad or my who I call my father went through it uh, with his mother, and I was there before she died, and and I just didn't I I didn't know her well enough to to really have that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I shed some tears. Don't get me wrong. But it was like it was like next day was back to back to business. Yeah. You know, how old were you? How old was I? Uh, 19 or 20, I think, oh, okay. something like that. So, like, I experienced it. My dad, I remember him being very emotional about it. But back to business next day. But he's in the military, so he's got that. Yeah, man. You know, shit, shit's got to go on mentality. Yeah. Uh, was in the military. He's now retired. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've had people pass, and I've had friends pass, and it been like, dude, what? Like for real? Like how how did this? Why? Like were they not were they not being careful? Were they not like what what did they do? Like did they walk out of the house the wrong way that day? Or Just, like we're all every single one of us are gonna die. That's all. Yeah. Some, some true, sooner true, true. than later. Some before us. Some long after us, as they say on on Lost, the TV show. I I don't know, man. Like I'm scared. Like I will say this. Like I think almost daily. Like about my mom dying, my kids dying. Think yeah. about, I think about my brother, something terrible happening, and I, I get really grateful, and I call them on the phone. I tell them how much I love them, but I I never think about Claire, my wife dying. I never think about that. And then when but I are think you about all concerned about like her safety, of course. Like, but yeah. I never, I always just think she's gonna be there. And so if something were to happen, yeah. if if she was gone, dude, that would cut me in half into a million pieces. I I. I couldn't, I I couldn't, I can't even imagine. I, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to imagine. So it's real talk. It's real talk, but you have to, you have, you can't, you can't live there in that fear. You can't. True. What about like, um, I mean, for, you know, I agree. I have a military family. So around this, you know, this time around any time, anybody could go, you know, and fight a war, you know what I mean? And with that, like this time right now is kind of a this is when there's a lot of war conversation going on right now like are you concerned at all about any of that like the iran the russia the china like the the were every country that we talk about right now is a potential state to go to war at with even mexico to a certain extent um i'm concerned about it but everybody's going to die like i also feel like i'm concerned about planes crashing and cars hitting me when I'm running and um, I'm concerned about somebody shooting up my daughter at school I'm concerned about everything so honestly yeah, I can I, I don't understand that one because I'm not a parent yeah but, but war I'm is sure al- a lot of parents really war is think always about on that. my mind war is always on my mind like we're always at war you know um, but also the collective like what's going on in Hong Kong and what's going on in Australia like there's shit there's there's a, there's an apocalypse happening happening every day every single day it's an ongoing mm-hmm. apocalypse and so it the question becomes what wh- how do you are you scared or what are your thoughts on on when the apocalypse happens to you right like right. Th- that's when it gets personal um you know and and faith you know faith christianity in the traditional sense is supposed to protect you from that it does yeah 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 um but did you feel like 2019 for a year didn't it didn't seem like there was as much war talk 
Or... No, I don't think I don't. I think there was like North Korea. People were scared about that for real. Um, there was a lot of oh, stuff yeah, that was going really... on, but just but like in the twenty four hour news cycle, it gets squashed, and then it's the next thing, you know. So right now yeah. it's it's Iran, but you know, we're just we're just one, you know, shooting spree away from talking about gun control again, you know. So it's the conversations are simultaneously always the same, and they're always changing, depending on yeah, whatever I... agenda is important at that time. It's yeah, like the weather. I think that. You know, it's 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 interesting to hear like some of the stories that are coming out of Iran right now, where like the the plane that they actually accidentally shot down, they they claimed it was a bunch of Americans, but then Justin Trudeau goes on to onto the mainstream outlet and says there were X amount of Canadians and mostly Canadians and uh, Iranians, and it was just like, shit, man, like what what world are we living in where the narratives in other countries are not being painted, you know? truthfully or in the same way that you know the same way that we are i don't i don't know what i don't know whether to think that that um we're we're taking advantage of a situation or someone else's i think perception is reality and people have been spinning the negative for their upside since the beginning i mean um don't they say that kim jong-un like went to the moon or like you know created electricity or something in North Korea like don't they don't they flagrantly just lie over there and spin their own fiction um, and their own history I think they do but everybody does it I mean religions do it Scientology Mormons Christians yeah. everybody does it so everybody just wants to pretend there's no boogeyman pretend like you know they don't see the strings but the truth is there's there's death all around us i mean if you want to go there i mean that's the, there's death all around us uh, it's, yeah. it's it it reeks you know all around us all the time and people disappoint you if, when you get to know them long enough you know I, I i see it i experience it every single day um people are fighting i on the border you know um where i grew up the the there was a border town and the border patrol that's there i mean people are dying trying to get in you know people have died to get to my to my my uncle's ranch, you know, um, and it was just another Tuesday, you know, so it's been going on before us. It's going to go on after us. Everybody thinks that they're living in, in the end times. Like I will say as a millennial, something I'm semi proud of, I got to wear it like a badge of honor is I've lived through, I don't know how many apocalypses, you know, I lived through. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, my camera. You should be able to hear me, but hold on. Yeah. I'm such a pro. I knew this was going to happen. I know exactly how to um, edit this. But as a millennial, I mean, I've lived through so many apocalypses through Y2K, 9-11, you know, the war, um, the Gulf War, the war of Afghanistan, the war of Iraq, Obama's presidency, this, like, you know, we've seen so much just in our time, you know. Um, I think we live in a perpetual state of post-traumatic stress and also we're desensitized, you know. I don't know where it starts. It's a chicken or egg thing. I think we're just inoculated in this as soon as we're born. And I think that's why America has so many. I think this is why we're consumer centric, you know, because the the fatter we can get people, the more numb and screens you can put in front of people, um, the, the less the fear will take over and um, instead we'll kill ourselves. 
do you because so many so many people want to talk about that that whole like the internet is is the causing the problem but no i don't agree like, with if, that if it what happens if you take it away like then it's only only the powerful have the internet it's like well, well like, uh, yeah yeah that's the way it already is people in north korea and china don't have it at scale so technically us the privileged the 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 heathens we have it and they don't they hate us for it you know so sometimes i think small minded as far as like uh, uh, as far as that goes like i'm like shit man what's going to happen to my people you know, I know. when i say my people That's okay. i'm like usa it's, it's every man for himself yeah. you know like it's every you know what I mean? no we we that's normal that's part of it you know i think about that too i i think mostly in like how does this serve filmmakers <laughs> like all the time, like when the Academy Award nominations came out, I'm like, who the fuck actually really cares? This doesn't fucking matter. The the accolades I of somebody else. I think the difference else. is that people know those names, and I think it's troublesome whenever you have an award show in hip hop and gaming or any other industry other than directly filmmaking that people just don't know the names. Like mm-hmm. I think it would be outlandish if 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 there was a Texas filmmaking awards. There you know, probably the is. There probably is. There's something. Ooh. I don't know, but there probably is for sure. Yeah. There's there's tens of thousands of film festivals to submit your your work to. Like there's tons of things. Um, there's so much, but it's all cotton candy, man. Like the the mainstream bubble of you know what did Cardi B say or what did Joaquin Phoenix say? Like I don't care about that. The older I grow up, and people that it's funny. Like I see film fanatics, critics, Twitter people. Twitterverse people who 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 will be like Adam Sandler didn't get nominated like what a travesty uh, Lupita Nyong'o didn't get nominated what a travesty it's no different than like you know the Seahawks fans being butthurt that they're that they didn't make it like it's the same primal my tribe didn't you know it's the same that and uh, but both look at one another and think the other is uninteresting um it's the whole left-right thing, both calling a spade a spade, and it's funny to be in the middle and just say, "Fuck this food fight!" Like, "Fuck this!" I'm over this, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel that way sometimes. So I think that's where sometimes you and I get at odds because most of the time we're in the middle. We're kind of like, you know, I'd say you're probably conservative. I'm conservative, you know. And I think sometimes though, um, around other people, it may draw you know, as at odds going, you know, right or left, you know, I'll be like, you should have went right. Why did you go right? You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, um, I wonder why. like the left and right thing, the question I want to know more importantly than like, are you conservative or liberal or whatever is how, how did you get, how did you get here? Why do you feel this way? What events, or do you look at scientifically and you say, no, I uh, let the science, I let the data, direct where i how i feel about this like um i don't want to get into this tangent we'll save it for another podcast like how we define democracy and how like the voting process should go what is democracy like technically it's just an illusion in america the way we vote a president in it's rigged you know um if you're whether if you're left and the right like most people either think that's the way it is or most people hate both of those things and so they're connected in that way and they're one and the same regardless like uh, you know i'm more interested in like you know how should it be and why do you feel that way like if everybody had to design their own utopia there is no one utopia you know so that's 
part of the cool thing about having kids is like my house, my rules. And yeah, yeah, maybe my son one day will be like, fuck you, dad. And that's, that's fine. But it's like, I have to govern this house and that's all I can do. I can't govern the country or the world. When people have the audacity to think, here's the definitive way, like, uh, gun control should be. I, I don't care what their opinion is. I want to know why they feel that way. You know, usually it is tribal and lately it's been, well, I have to feel this way if I want to fit in with this group over here, you know, and that to me is like, that doesn't hold, that doesn't, that's, you don't have a conviction then you just want, Mm -hmm. you just don't want to get spanked, you know, and it's like, man, you're weak, but people that do have a conviction, I can agree with them, you know, on, on one way or the other. Um, it's like the, um, the abortion pro-life thing, like. I hear both sides. I get both sides. I agree with yeah. both sides. Um, but when people don't have a conviction about it, I'm curious why they feel the way that they do. They, they typically just want to fit in. We got to wind down here. We're approaching the two hour mark. I like it, but I'm getting, I'm getting blown up right now. Um, anything that you want to get in to put a bow on this. And I say it like, think about this podcast a week from now. Um, I might edit a few parts out of it. Um, mostly about, you know what, um, but maybe I won't. I don't, I don't know. I have to hear it back. But I what... live streamed the whole thing. I'm kidding. I'm oh kidding. God. Well, I would eat it if you did. Something I can do about it. But um, I did. I didn't do it. I, I I was thinking about it, but I just couldn't get all the pieces together. <laughs> you would have done it if you could, is what you're saying. Um, yeah. But in closing, man, I, 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 I'll I'll make my piece, and then I'll I'll let you take as long as you want to to recontextualize this. I love you, um, even if I probably, even against my better judgment, I do, because I see myself in you. I just do. Um, Myself and you today, not who I've been, myself and you today. And I love your brain and, and grappling with you on issues because I get to a better place that I could have never gone by myself. And there's something special about you, no smoke, that other people usually just tell me what they've heard or what they read about. And they're just copies of imitations. They're automatons. And I I don't want – people's opinions are usually like neutral or nothing. You have something. And I feel like you die on your own sword. And I it's extreme. And I'm an extreme person. I only got highs and lows. And I like that about you. And so I want to be friends. And I'm – I'm sorry, like, for being an asshole. I'm sorry for coming in hot. But I also knew that, you know, cooler heads will prevail or whatever that quote is. And so I wanted to have this conversation with you when I chilled the fuck out and and, and, and you, you know, uh, crossed your own bridge and, you know, all that. And so I feel like I feel okay about this. How you, how you doing? How you feel? That was great, great wording. Where we at? Great wording, great wording. I I love that too. I love you and I love what you do. I love the process of of it all. And I think that that's that's a very beautiful thing that you said right there was that you see yourself in me and and it's almost like you you don't always have that opportunity to soundboard with yourself in ways. And so like I kind of see that with you as well. I I think that it it is a little bit of a struggle because – because of your age, a little bit being older. So like you can see like I may have done this thing, but then I don't have like the life life experience as much as you do. So then I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I got the some of the video experience. And I probably probably pretty close on that. But 
you might even be more in ways that I am. So like I think of things like when you say that I have an opinion, I'm like, man, do I really? I mean, I watch Twitch, which is kind of a niche thing. Like it's niched out. So I hear some people being like just repeating YouTube or just repeating the, the Fox News or whatever. I, I, I hear these perspectives, different perspectives. For instance, I was going to promote this one podcast that I listened – or three podcasts that I listened to last night was Yes and yes Politics, Doomer Hours, and I also listened to the uh, the Raj Roy, Royale, which is basically – you know, I'd like to get to the point where this makes sense for me is where six or 12 people get on a podcast and just start yelling, you know, and just shouting their opinions, you know, and hosting something like that, but being able to curate – like how that's packaged because I just don't think that the 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 platform Twitch, YouTube, whoever's doing that out there, Facebook, whatever platform that someone's doing this, they're not packaging it in a way that you or I could package it and provide it to the mainstream, you know. Um, and it's just, you know, that's the thing. Like <clears throat> my perspective is going to be kind of nuanced and niched in ways just because I look for those 10, 10 viewer, 6 viewer people out there and being like man he's grinding it he's gonna make it he's gonna do it he's that frog he'll get over the hill he'll do it as long as he grinds and keeps on doing it and i and i think of i kind of envy those people who who do it because man i i mess it up all the time like i right now i haven't focused on personal branding at all i'm focused on trying to do podcasts like these and get on other people's shows and try and try and network and whatnot. And I haven't been grinding a podcast like you, like I did this last year a little bit, what you're doing right now. Not yeah, to, I remember not as much, but yeah, no, I remember it, it was inspiring. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I think that that's about what I had to say. Um, and I don't really have anything to promote because this is more a personal thing with you and me. Um, I mean, we've promoted so much; it's, it's kind of crazy. But True. for for me, like, I'm not selling T-shirts, you know, <laughs> not now. I mean, obviously, you know, there are clients of ours that do sell T-shirts and do do things like that. Um, and it's and sometimes I find out, like, how to what degree do I wear the shirt and sell the shirts too? Mm -hmm. You know, for Brian, sometimes I'll wear the shirt, sometimes I'll sell it. You know, for you. I don't actually know if you sell t-shirts, but um, I don't. When the time comes to monetize I would, this I would podcast, I would wear the knives Monroe shirt, shirt, and I'd sell that t-shirt. Well, thank you. When the time comes to sell to sell ads or monetize this podcast, I'll be I'll be pushing a book, or I'll be pushing a movie that I made, or something of that sort. Um, I'm not gonna sell Squarespace ads. Yeah, no, that's I don't, hard. I don't, stuff. I don't. I don't believe in it. Um, when that time comes, I felt like this was the most Knives Monroeist versus um, Knives Monroe versus the podcast. This was the most version of that 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 I've had so far. It was very intense. It got scary um, for me, and that's exhilarating. It's like a free fall. It's jumping out of the airplane, and you know, when people skydive and they do it, that free fall lasts fifty seconds. This one lasted two hours. So, thank you. Have for you ever that. been in a gang? In a gang. Gang, like a gang. No. Tribe. No. Team. I mean, I had a. We, I was backyard wrestlers with my friends, but that was like not our identity. We were just people that did it every Friday. Um, yeah. And I think people in high school saw me as that guy. Oh, he's that crazy wrestler guy, and it's like, oh, that's yeah. funny. But um, I you don't get in conflicts. 
like obviously obviously but like like outside of your tribe oh. getting conflicts um i try not i try to keep that same energy and like for the karma dude like so i can sleep um yeah. i try not but i've had adversaries and nemesis and shit for sure yeah oh yeah yeah mine is i i, I like i said before like the whole thing is like I've been in pretty bad situations, you know, and I almost, I almost felt like that was going to be the way that Tanner and I went, you know, in ways it was just like, dude, no, you're not coming, you know, to Texas and fucking up the scene. Like, no, we're not playing that shit. But it, uh, you know, had cooler heads prevailed, you know, in ways like that. And I never thought of that with you at all. Like, I always thought that, you know, with with you, you know, relating to the home nature of this would have been like yo man this is our home like we got to protect the house like that's that's how it goes down and when i think that it's like man you might be surrounding yourself with things that don't protect your home i would be like yo that's what that's where that's where i was coming from mm-hmm. it's like from I, there it's a loving is a loving standpoint it was just like frustrating to be like maybe i'm doing that he's calling he called me out for this but I I want to express myself why I think it's not that way, and then I don't know maybe it is maybe it isn't. Um, we'll see as far as that goes. Um, I think it's troubling. And to, to sum it up, I think it's troubling. It's just troubling to be young in this in this time. You know, <laughs> in this time, it's so troubling to be young. You know, and I think that the way that people perceive you isn't that they see you as wise me someone to look up to knives yeah you've got kids you've got you've got something more established you have you are part of the establishment (laughs) that's a fucking riot that's a riot it is hard to be young it's you're gonna look back and see how easy it was i think true because it's fucking hard right now it's hard right now it's hard the it's hard when you work so hard and you and you put in your everything for something. You put in your twenties for something. Your youth into one thing, and then you get it. And you're like, "Is this all there is?" It's a whole other racket. The what the what's next racket is a racket indeed, man. Um, Trent Knox TV and all the things. Trent Knox, check out his podcast. Um, he's got it going on. Um, if you're local and you're in Austin and you need someone that's got the skills to pay the bills, I recommend Trent Knox. He's probably the only dude that I do vouch for, especially in person. So if you're in the scene. Trent Knox, Trent, thanks so much for doing this. This was this was crazy, but I think uh, I think we're I think we're better now. I think it's gonna be, I, think, I think it's gonna be okay. And uh, I'm gonna get, be. We gotta get the bigger stuff going off, like the good content and whatnot. I'm, I'm in. This we was got a teach- bigger projects going off. This was a teachable moment for me, and mm-hmm. and it's just so you know, like this is evidence that you know maybe I'm a part of the establishment, but this, the establishment can still learn and still be better and still mm-hmm. fail in public and and wince and hurt in public and not look cool in public. And that's part of it. And so thank you for, mm-hmm. for giving me a platform to do that. And I'm glad we No, I did. appreciate you 100%. Yes, well, thanks so much. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the call, man. And uh, I'm going to put this up. So if you're listening to this and you made it uh, this far, it's January 13th. It's a Monday. If you made it this far, find Trent Knox on the internet and DM him, text him, email him, write him up on his website, uh, cybercitymedia.com correct and let them know yep. that you made it two hours to the end of the podcast and just uh, pay it forward and give him that push he deserves it thanks trent for for coming on i, I mean that
Andy Darling's at the end of this, just to give him a promo too. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. Is 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 more more promo. Um, it's a great group. I love you, man. Other filmmakers, local filmmakers, and whatnot. I love you, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Peace.